Welcome to the Lincoln Baptist 2021 Daily Reading Programme. Our aim is to read through all of God's Word by the end of this year. If you're new to the programme, each day we'll read an Old Testament passage, then a New Testament passage, and then on the alternate days we'll read a Psalm or Proverb. The reading will take about 20 minutes each day, and for some tips to sustain such a programme, we have a podcast available via our church website, giving you six ways to help you read through the Bible this year. After each day's reading, head back to this podcast where I will help unpack some biblical truths and help us apply what we have read to our everyday life. It's really important that the Bible reading comes first and then this devotional comes second. Today is day one, meaning we are in Genesis chapter 1 and 2, Philippians chapter 1 and the first 18 verses, and Psalm chapter 1. Let's begin by looking at our Old Testament passage. Genesis is the first book of five that make up the Pentateuch. It details the beginning of time and the establishment of God's people. Before anything existed, God was. He is the only being never to be created, for he is the creator. We have this wonderful first line of the Bible, in the beginning, God. It correlates to John 1.1 as well, where Jesus is also referred to as there in the beginning. What comes up next in the next two chapters is the story of creation. And notice a few things from chapter 1. And God said occurs eight times, following each something or someone was created. It's the very words of God that hold power to create. Notice how creation builds to day six and the creation of mankind. Nothing else was made in the image of God, only male and female. It is after this element of creation that then God rests. From verse 27, we recognise that the Lord made two genders, male and female. Any distortion to this happens post-fall and as a result of sin. We cannot deny a world that recognises multi-genders, but we can recognise that this was not the plan of God. Two genders, God's perfect creation, is the standard bearer when it comes to the navigating of this world. By the end of chapter 1, everything was perfect. Before sin entered the world, the world was perfect. No disease, no death, no twisting of natural laws, everything how God wanted it. Before we head into chapter 2, there is an elephant in the room though, and that is whether we actually believe creation was indeed a literal six days, or whether it was six time periods. I've always taken the simple view that the Bible tells us that it is six days, so I believe it, by faith that it was six days. The original Hebrew word, though, used for day is the same word that is used in Exodus to describe the working week as six days and the rest day on the seventh. It's lifted straight from this creation narrative. It makes sense that during creation God designs how time should operate and how we as his image bearers were to follow that example. Now, some would use 2 Peter 3.8 and Psalm 94 to say that God was referring to each day as a time period of a thousand years. However, you would be taking these verses out of context, for it's not an explanation of how God operates in time, rather how God is outside of time. Therefore, God can do as he wills in whatever time he decides. In fact, these verses further prove that six literal day creation is not only possible, but probable for God is outside of time and he has decided to create all things in six days. And so we have six days to create and one day for rest. Now, if you want to delve a little bit deeper, there's some really great articles on the Answers to Genesis website if you want to delve just that little bit deeper. So what about chapter two? Well, some argue that there seems to be a second narrative. However, it's more accurate to say that chapter two is a detailed look at the creation of mankind mentioned in chapter one. 
We're shown in verse 7 how mankind was nothing but dust until God breathed life into Adam. The breath of God, the Hebrew word ruah, is life-giving. Just as the words of God create, the breath of God brings life. The Lord placed Adam in Eden and made a covenant with him. Eat of anything you want, but not of this tree, for it brings death. This was a life and death covenant, one that must be obeyed. Grasping this is vital to the gospel. Everything was perfect and it was held together by this perfect covenant. What I find particularly interesting is that the only thing in creation that God saw as not good is Adam being on his own. Everything else was good, but Adam on his own needed to be resolved. And so God created Eve from Adam to be a special companion with him. This then instituted this incredible bond of husband and wife designed to work together to glorify God. Marriage is much more than love. It is a divine design to bring God's creation into goodness. As you read through these two chapters, two things should really stand out. How far away we are from this perfect creation and how deeply sorrowful sin should make us. For sin ruined this perfect world and was an affront to our creator. So we truly need to thank God for Jesus. For through Jesus, this perfect world is once more attainable in the heavenly realms. Let's head to our New Testament passage and into Philippians chapter 1. Philippians is a letter from the Apostle Paul and Timothy to the early church in Philippi. I say early for it's one of the first churches to be established post-resurrection of Jesus. It meets in the household of Lydia, a wealthy businesswoman, and it's likely consisting of the jailer and his family and several other new converts in the same region that Paul himself likely led to Christ. In all but one of Paul's letters, he starts with an introduction and a paragraph of thanksgivings. Notice what he's thankful for, partnership in the gospel. Clearly over the years, the church has supported Paul's missionary journeys and Paul has encouraged the church with the preaching of the gospel. We get a hint, however, in verse 9, that not all things are perfect in this church. Paul calls for their love to abound more and more, meaning there is room to be better or potentially something threatens their unity in the love of Christ. For now, we don't really know more. But what is incredible is Paul's response to trial. He's not discouraged by imprisonment, nor is he downtrodden by how his enemies seek his further demise. Rather, he rejoices that his trial serves to further the gospel of Jesus. Look at verse 18. His only care is that gospel ministry would expand. For in gospel ministry, souls are saved and God is glorified. I wonder if we feel the same way in the church today. Think about it. How much of our missions or evangelism or activities aim to save souls, build churches and nurture new believers? Sometimes I wonder whether we are so busy making the world a better place that we forget that Jesus is the solution to all things, that our eternal home is our desire and we should want others to come with us to the feet of Jesus. Certainly something that's worth pondering as we head to our final passage today in Psalm 1. The Psalms are a selection of poems and songs written mainly by David. Each one speaks of a time in the psalmist's life, sometimes moments of trial, other times in moments of praise. In today's psalm, we have the very verse that made me start this reading programme nearly five years ago. Verse 2. We are blessed when we spend time in God's word day and night. Notice it's not a verse... Uh, at the start of each day. It's time in the word of God, time learning from it, studying the principles we gain from it, meditating over it. The word of God is our privilege and our blessing. We bear good fruit, endure trial and survive judgment as we apply the word of God to our lives. 
No Bible intake makes for a weak Christian. Bible intake makes for a strong, rooted believer in Christ. And that is why it's so important that we read our Bibles every single day. As we go through this journey together in 2021, I hope you will be refreshed, renewed and built up in the gospel partnership that is reading God's word every day and building our knowledge in Jesus so we can apply it to our everyday life. Let me close our time today with a short prayer. Father, we do thank you for a new year and a new opportunity to read through your word. Help us this year sustain this reading program, reading every day and learning more about you. Father, more than this, help us apply it to our lives and help us be grateful for our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray this in your name. Amen.